Our dear Lord, the demigods continued, You have appeared in your original, unalloyed form, the eternal form of goodness, for the welfare of all living entities within the material world. Taking advantage of your appearance, all of them can now easily understand the nature and form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Persons who belong to the four divisions of social orders, the brahmacharis, grihasthas, vanaprasts, and sannyasis, can all take advantage of your appearance. Dear Lord, Husband of the Goddess of Fortune, Devotees who are dovetailed in your service do not fall down from their high position, like the impersonalists. Being protected by you, the devotees are able to traverse over the heads of many of Maya's commanders-in-chief, who can always put stumbling blocks on the path of liberation. My dear Lord, you appear in your transcendental form for the benefit of the living entities, so that they can see you face to face and offer their worshipable sacrifices by ritualistic performance of the Vedas, mystic meditation, and devotional service, as recommended in the scriptures. Our dear Lord, if you did not appear in your eternal, transcendental form, full of bliss and knowledge, which can eradicate all kinds of speculative ignorance about your position, then people would simply speculate about you, according to their respective modes of nature. The appearance of Krishna is the answer to all imaginative iconography of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Everyone imagines the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to his modes of material nature. In the Brahma Samhita, it is said that the Lord is the oldest person. Therefore, a section of religionists imagine that God must be very old, and therefore they depict a form of the Lord like a very old man. But in the same Brahma Samhita, that is contradicted. Although he is the oldest of all living entities, he has his eternal form as a fresh youth. The exact words used in this connection in the Srimad Bhagavatam are Bhijyanam Ajanabid Aparam Ajanam. Bhijyanam means transcendental knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhijyanam is also experienced knowledge. Transcendental knowledge has to be accepted by the descending process of disciplic succession, as Brahma presents the knowledge of Krishna in the Brahma Samhita. Brahma Samhita is Vijnanam, as realized by Brahma's transcendental experience, and in that way he presented the form and the pastimes of Krishna in the transcendental abode. Ajnanabid means that which can match all kinds of speculation. In ignorance, people are imagining the form of the Lord. Sometimes he has no form, sometimes he has form, according to their different imaginations. But the presentation of Krishna in the Brahma Samhita is vijnanam, scientific, experienced knowledge, given by Lord Brahma and accepted by Lord Chaitanya. There is no doubt about it. Sri Krishna's form, Sri Krishna's flute, Krishna's color, everything is reality. Here it is said that this vijnanam is always defeating all kinds of speculative knowledge. Therefore, without your appearing as Krishna, as you are, neither ajnanabhida, nescience of speculative knowledge, nor vijnanam would be realized. Ajnanabhid apamarjanam. By your appearance, the speculative knowledge of ignorance will be vanquished, 
and the real experienced knowledge of authorities like Brahma will be established. Men influenced by the three modes of material nature imagine their own God according to the modes of material nature. In this way, God is presented in various ways. But your appearance will establish what the real form of God is. The highest blunder committed by the impersonalists is to think that when the incarnation of God comes, he accepts a form of matter in the mode of goodness. Actually, the form of Krishna or Narayan is transcendental to any material idea. Even the greatest impersonalist, Sankaracharya, has admitted that Narayana parovyaktat. The material creation is caused by the avyakta, the impersonal manifestation of matter, or the non-phenomenal total reservation of matter, and Krishna is transcendental to that material conception. This is expressed in the Srimad Bhagavatam as Sudasattva, or transcendental. He does not belong to the material mode of goodness, and he is above the position of material goodness. He belongs to the transcendental, eternal status of bliss and knowledge. Dear Lord, the demigods continued, When you appear in your different incarnations, you take names and forms according to different situations. Lord Krishna is your name because you are all attractive. You are also called Shama Sundar because of your transcendental beauty. Sham means blackish. Yet they say that you are more beautiful than thousands of cupids, Kandarpa Koti Kaminiya. Although you appear in a color which is compared to the blackish cloud, because you are transcendental, absolute, your beauty is many, many times more attractive than the delicate body of Cupid. Sometimes you are called Giridhati because you lifted the hill known as Govardhan. Sometimes you are called Nandanandana or Vasudev or Devaki Nandana because you appear as the son of Maharaj Nanda or Devaki or Vasudev. Impersonalists think that your many names and forms are according to the particular type of work and quality because they accept you from the position of a material observer. Our dear Lord, the way of understanding is not to study your absolute nature, form, and activities by mental speculation. One must engage himself in devotional service. Then one can understand your absolute nature, transcendental form, name, and qualities. Actually, only a person who has a little taste for the service of your lotus feet can understand your transcendental nature, or form and quality. Others may go on speculating for millions of years, but it is not possible for them to understand even a single part of your actual position. In other words, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna cannot be understood by non-devotees because there is a curtain of yoga maya which covers Krishna's actual features. As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, Naham Prakasasarvasya, the Lord says, I am not exposed to anyone and everyone. When Krishna came, he was actually present on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, and everyone saw him. But not everyone could understand that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Still, everyone who died in his presence attained complete liberation from material bondage and was transferred to the spiritual world. O Lord, the demigods prayed, the impersonalists or non-devotees cannot understand that your name 
is identical with your form. Since the Lord is absolute, there is no difference between his name and his actual form. In the material world, there is a difference between form and name. The mango fruit is different from the name of the mango. One cannot taste the mango fruit simply by chanting mango, mango, mango. But the devotee who knows that there is no difference between the name and the form of the Lord chants Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, and realizes that he is always in Krishna's company. For persons who are not very advanced in absolute knowledge of the Supreme, Lord Krishna exhibits his transcendental pastimes. They can simply think of the pastimes of the Lord and get the full benefit. Since there is no difference between the transcendental name and form of the Lord, there is no difference between the transcendental pastimes and the form of the Lord. For those who are less intelligent, like women, laborers, or the mercantile class, the great sage Vyasadeva wrote Mahabharata. In the Mahabharata, Krishna is present in his different activities. Mahabharata is history, and simply by studying, hearing, and memorizing the transcendental activities of Krishna, the less intelligent can also gradually rise to the standard of pure devotees. The pure devotees, who are always absorbed in the thoughts of the transcendental lotus feet of Krishna, and who are always engaged in devotional service in full Krishna consciousness, are never to be considered to be in the material world. Srila Rupa Goswami has explained that those who are always engaged in Krishna consciousness by body, mind, and activities are to be considered liberated, even within this body. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Those who are engaged in devotional service of the Lord have already transcended the material position. Krishna appears to give a chance to both the devotees and non-devotees for realization of the ultimate goal of life. The devotees get the direct chance to see Krishna and worship him. Those who are not on that platform get the chance to become acquainted with his activities and thus become elevated to the same position. O dear Lord, the demigods continued, you are unborn. Therefore, we do not find any reason for your appearance other than your pleasurable pastimes. Although the reason for the appearance of the Lord is stated in the Bhagavad Gita, he descends just to give protection to the devotees and vanquish the non-devotees, actually, he descends for his pleasure meeting with the devotees, not really to vanquish the non-devotees. The non-devotees can be vanquished simply by material nature. The action and reaction of the external energy of material nature, creation, maintenance, and annihilation, are being carried on automatically. But simply by taking shelter of your holy name, because your holy name and your personality are non-different, the devotees are sufficiently protected. The protection of the devotees and the annihilation of the non-devotees are actually not the business of the Supreme Personality of Godhead when he descends. They are just for his transcendental pleasure. There cannot be any other reason for his appearance. Our dear Lord, you are appearing as the best of the Yadu dynasty, and we are offering our respectful, humble obeisances unto your lotus feet. Before this appearance, you appeared as the fish incarnation, the horse incarnation, the tortoise incarnation, the swan incarnation, 
as King Ramachandra, as Parasaram, and as many other incarnations. You appear just to protect the devotees, and we request you in your present appearance as the Supreme Personality of Godhead to give us similar protection all over the three worlds and remove all obstacles for the peaceful execution of our lives. Dear Mother Devaki, within your womb is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, appearing along with his plenary expansions. He is the original Personality of Godhead, appearing for our welfare. Therefore, you should not be afraid of your brother, the King of Boja. Your son, Lord Krishna, who is the original Personality of Godhead, will appear for the protection of the pious Yadu dynasty. The Lord is appearing not only alone, but accompanied by his immediate plenary portion, Balaram. Devaki was very much afraid of her brother Kamsa because he had already killed so many of her children. She used to remain very anxious about Krishna. In the Vishnu Purana, it is stated that in order to pacify Devaki, all the demigods, along with their wives, used to always visit her to encourage her not to be afraid that her son would be killed by Kamsa. Krishna who was within her womb, was to appear not only to diminish the burden of the world, but specifically to protect the interest of the Yadu dynasty, and certainly to protect Devaki and Vasudev. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purports of the second chapter of Krishna. Prayers by the demigods for Lord Krishna in the womb. <laughs> 